Welcome to Equipus Church, Dunedin. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Will Levy. For more information, check out equipuschurch.com. Amen. Amen. Who's glad they're in church this morning? I, I, I don't know why, but I always say that. I should probably ask, who's, who's, who was dragged into church kicking and screaming this morning? I don't know if I'd get a response or not. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, worship team. Thank you, everyone, this morning for all that. Uh, all that you've planned and prepared just today to honour the glory of God, honour the grace of God, honour the love of Jesus Christ. And this morning, I just want to I I share some stuff um, that just what I feel like the Lord has placed on my heart. By the way, welcome to church. My name's Will. Uh, I pastor the church along with that, uh, with that, excuse me, with, along with the amazing, amazing Desiree who is leading the service earlier. She's awesome. I love her to bits. And I was the one that brought her coffee this morning, by the way. Just just, just trying it out there. Uh, <laughs> but um, we want to say we love you. But we can't love you as much as Jesus does. And our heart as a church is that you would always know the love and the grace of Jesus Christ. And we pray this morning that you'll connect with Him. And uh, I want to share some thoughts today that hopefully will maybe trigger your thinking. I really believe that the power of God is going to move in, in your heart and in my heart as well. I love what Pastor Desiree was talking about earlier in Ephesians chapter 3 about how, how, how much God loves you. I've always been intrigued by that passage because it says that we'll actually never fully understand the love of God. I don't know about you, but maybe you've been a Christian for many, many years and you've encountered the love of Jesus in your life. And here's the thing, you're still never going to fully understand the love of God. And He's got more for you again today. He's got more for me today. He's got more for you today. Because oh, there's just the love of God cannot be comprehended. I want to I share a story and... You may know this story, but it's Resurrection Sunday. And who's excited about Resurrection Sunday? It's awesome. It's good. But here's the thing. Resurrection Sunday didn't happen if we didn't have Friday. Friday was so important. Friday was so important. And I want to read a little bit about what happened on Friday. And I've, I've taken a number of different bits of Scripture from the Gospels and, and mashed them together. And so... Uh, you're just going to have to listen today rather than it coming from all different parts. And uh, I, I believe it's still biblical because I am just re- reading different parts of Scripture put together. I'm not trying to reinvent the Bible here. But in John chapter 19, which is probably the main passages that I'm reading through, and we're going to throw a little bit of Mark in there and a little bit of Luke. But it says this, Then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged. The soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head. They clothed him in a purple robe and went up to him again and again saying, Hail, King of the Jews. And they slapped him in the face. Way, 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 way worse than what's been in the media recently. Once more, Pilate came out and said to the Jews gathered there, Look, I'm bringing him out to you to let you know that I find no basis for a charge against him. And when Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe, Pilate said to them, here is the man. As soon as the chief priests and 
their officials saw him, they shouted, crucify him, crucify him. But Pilate answered, you take him and crucify him. As for me, I find no basis for a charge against him. The Jewish leaders insisted we have a law and according to that law, he must die because he claimed to be the son of God. From then on, Pilate tried to set Jesus free, but the Jewish leaders kept shouting, if you let this man go, you are no friend of Caesar's. Anyone who claims to be a king opposes Caesar. When Pilate heard this, he brought Jesus out and sat him down on the judgment seat of a place known as the stone pavement, which in Aramaic is called Gabbatha. It was the day of preparation of the Passover. It was a about noon and he said here is your king Pilate said to the Jews but they shouted take him away take him away crucify him shall I crucify your king Pilate asked we have no king but Caesar the chief priests answered finally Pilate handed him over to be crucified So the soldiers took charge of Jesus. Carrying his own cross, he went out to the place of the skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. Two other men, both criminals, who also led with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the skull, they crucified him there along with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them. For they do not know what they are doing, and they divided up his clothes by casting lots. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciples whom he loved standing nearby, he said to her, Woman, here is your son. And to the disciples, he said, here is your mother. From that time on, the disciples took her and took, took her into his home. From noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over the land. About three in the, in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me later that later knowing that everything had been finished and so the scriptures would be fulfilled Jesus said I am thirsty and a jar of wine vinegar was there so they soaked a sponge in it and put the sponge on a on a stalk and of hyssop plant and lifted it to Jesus' lips when he had received the drink Jesus said it is finished with that He bowed his head and he gave up his spirit. See, I'm so excited about Sunday because the resurrection power of God is what we celebrate and how he rose Jesus from the grave and now is our alive, undefeated Savior in heaven. But it never never would have happened if we didn't have Friday. We never had Friday. Sunday would never happen. And I don't know about you, but listening to the heart and listening to Jesus on the cross and listening to the story or, or, or the account, 
just always makes me think about who, how, who, is my, who is Jesus to me. And this morning, I know we're in church and we've got a congregation here and it's awesome. But I want to ask you, who is Jesus to you? Because that's such an important question. When I say Jesus Christ, what does it mean to you? Do you think I just swore or do you think I'm actually talking about Jesus Christ as a person? See, I, I don't know if you've been brought along by a friend this morning and you've never been in church before and you're like, wow, my gosh, these like bright screens and crazy stuff going around and people singing and like, oh, this is crazy. And now there's this person on stage who's a little bit passionate. Yeah, I'm passionate. I'm passionate because I, have, I know who Jesus is as my Lord and Savior and He died for you and He died for me this morning. Have you ever... Have you ever had an argument and the argument's finished and you've come away from it going, I wish I said that? Anyone? Anyone? Like, just show me your hands. Like, you've had an argument and you're like, man, I wish I had said that. I, I find it quite interesting that when Jesus was in the middle of a discussion or an argument, he hardly said anything. If we listen to the account of Jesus on the cross again, he said nothing. He said, in fact, there's only seven phrases, seven words that he said. And I, I want to just share them quickly this morning because I think it's really important that we understand the person and the character of Jesus because of what he did for you and for me. He said, one of the things he said was, he said to, he saw his, he saw his mother and he saw other people there, but he, and, he, and he shared out, he said to her, woman, here is your son. And to the disciples, here is your mother. From that time on, the disciples looked after him. It was probably one of the first things he said on the cross. Do you know the, the, the what, what was the, the, to me that just means, what was the, if you had a few last words to say, what would be the most important things you'd say? What would be the most important thing? If you knew that, that you, you, the, the end was coming, what was to be the first or the last thing that you'd say? Oh, I, I personally am impressed of what Jesus did. Because Jesus just first, the very, very first thing that He addressed, the very, very first thing was the love for someone else. The relationship that He's always desired to have with people. It was His mom and His disciples. He's like, hey, the very first, first thing that I want to look after was what I came to earth for. It was the very first thing that God desired when He walked with Adam and Eve. It was the very first thing. He desired relationship with Adam and Eve. And then when sin entered the world, that relationship was destroyed. It was separated. Sin separates us from God. And the very first thing that Jesus dealt with before He was going to die on the cross was, hey, I want to make sure you're taken care of. You know, He's taking care of everything. He's taking care of everything for you and for me. And another phrase on the, on the cross was, Eli, Eli, Lama, Sebastian, I, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The very other thing, one of the thoughts that I've had around this is that basically there was absolutely no one else that could have done this. And he had to do it alone. He couldn't do it with the Father's help. And that's why he was in that place. Where he was like, Lord, I know I'm here by myself. You know, in life, Sometimes we feel alone. In life, we only have our own opinion and our own view who Jesus is. We can't rely on someone else's view. Like, I love my dad to bits. He's amazing. 
I'm praying for his salvation all the time. But it, he's, it, he's going, oh, how church, how's church going? Oh, I'm like, good. He goes, oh, make sure you throw a few bucks in the offering for me. I'm like, Dad, it doesn't work that way. It's about who Jesus is to you. I, and, and the offering's got nothing to do with salvation anyway. I mean, how many times do I have to tell you? It's like, ah, so as you can see, it's a frustration in my world. But we, we stand by ourselves. And do we acknowledge Jesus as our Lord and as our Savior? Now, the phrase that Jesus said was, I am thirsty. The thing about this phrase, I am thirsty, really actually just amplifies His humanity. I don't know about you, but if you'd just been forced to carry a, probably a 40 to 50 kg lump of wood on your back and go through the streets of Jerusalem all the way out to Golgotha, let alone to that point, you'd be exhausted. Your heart rate would be burning. And he gets to the point where he's just on the cross and he's like, I'm thirsty. It wasn't just, it wasn't a trick play. It wasn't, it wasn't just him and his, and his godliness. No, it was him in his humanity doing everything that only he could do in his humanity to get to the point where he's just like, you know what? I'm thirsty. I'm thirsty. The Bible tells us that he could have called legions of angels down, but he chose not to. Why? Because in his humanity, Jesus died for us. Another phrase was Jesus said, it is finished. It is finished. That concept of that phrase, the word finished, is, is, um, is, 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 is the Greek word teleho, not teleho, but teleho. And that concept of the, that Greek word is, is, it's about a contract, it's about a deal, it's about, it's about an agreement that has finally gone through. Maybe some of you might know this from if you've bought a house and there's a contract and the sale and purchase agreement of a house is that the deal has gone through and, you know, heaps of people post on Facebook, they go and stand next to the sign, real estate sign with a big sold sticker through it because everyone's excited. The deal is done. It has gone through. And, and Jesus is amplifying. He's talking about this, this, this concept of that the deal has been done. The deal has been done. In a moment, I'm going to talk about the deal. But the deal's been done. The deal has been done. In Romans chapter 3, so what is the deal? In Romans chapter 3, verse 23 to 26, it says, For everyone has sinned. I, I, I don't, I'm not great at English. I'm not, I'm like, it's, it's a challenge for me. But I do understand the word everyone. I, I get that one. Everyone is everyone. It's not me excluded. It's not you excluded. It's everyone. Everyone today after the service is allowed and, and we most welcome anyone else, whoever comes from the street, wherever you go. If you want to go and hang out out there and have a bit of fun and, and, and talk and communicate, everyone's welcome. We don't exclude anyone. It's everyone. And for everyone has sinned, we have all fallen short of God's glorious standard. That's everyone, not, 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 not everyone. Yet God in His grace, 
freely makes us right in His sight. And He did this through Christ Jesus when He freed us from the penalty for our sin. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus, Jesus sacrificed His life, shedding His blood. This sacrifice shows that God was being fair when He held back and did not punish those who had sinned in, in, in times past. For He was looking ahead and included them in what He would do in this present time. God did this to demonstrate His righteousness for He Himself is fair and just and He makes sinners right in His sight when they believe in Jesus. He makes us right in His sight when we believe by faith in Jesus. In Romans chapter 5 verses 8, 5 through chapter 5, verse 8. But God demonstrates His own love for us. In this way, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You know, this morning I'm so excited that I personally celebrate Resurrection Sunday. Personally know the love and the forgiveness of my sin on the cross, past, present, and future. Personally, I know I get to do it. I get to celebrate communion this morning. We remembered the body and the blood of Jesus broken for me personally. But I like the word everyone. And it's for you and it's for me and everyone this morning. I pray that you know the love of Jesus Christ because there's so many people in this world that don't know His love and and if I've got an opportunity over these 20 minutes or however many minutes this morning to remind you of the love of Christ in your heart, I pray it goes wider, it goes higher, it goes deeper than you could ever believe. I pray this morning, if you've never understood the love of Christ in your life, I pray it starts opening your heart and you start knowing the love and the grace and that you're right in God's sight by faith today. In John chapter 3, verses 16 through 17. This is, a, this is like the celebrity of all Scriptures, the A-lister of all Scriptures. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him. Now I've got I've got many friends that don't know Jesus and we have awesome conversations and, and I just keep praying for them and I'm not just gonna I'm not gonna try and convince them because I can't convince anyone. It's the only it's only the Holy Spirit and the love of Christ that convince anyone. But I do pray that they would open their heart. But I have many conversations and you know, you talk about politics because you do. You talk about COVID because, well, who else isn't? You talk about mandates. Meh. You talk about all sorts of masks wearing. Meh. You talk about all types of things. And, and we dance around questions. And, and he, and he come, went away and he comes back. And, and he goes, you know what, Will? Me 
and you are pretty similar, really? I'm like, well, he's, he's a big guy. He likes golf. Yeah, we're similar. He's like, no, in our thinking, in our thought pattern, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. You know, we, we agree in sort of around this political issue. We agree around these things. We agree around this. And he goes, me and you are quite similar in, in our belief and in in, in, in what we believe as well. I was like, okay, cool. Tell me a little bit more about that because, you know, I don't want to just be similar. I, I, when it comes to faith, I want to be the same. He's like, you know, I just believe that it's good to just... My, my, my philosophy or ethos is that I leave the world a better place than what I found it. Like, yeah, that's, that's good. I reckon we should all have that ethos or philosophy. We should leave the world a better place than we found it. And so that's, you know, looking after people, loving people and, and all that sort of stuff. And I'm like, okay, cool. And, and I just was having this conversation. I just said, hey, hold on a second. I believe in living a good life and I believe in, in loving people and I believe in loving my family and I believe in serving people and I leave, believe in getting into our community. But I just asked this question. I said, I believe in all of that. And this is the question I asked. I said, well, why did Jesus have to die then? And he just stopped and he thought about it. and He's never answered that question but I'm really believing that God's going to do a work in his life. But you're here this morning. Oh, we can live in this world and we can live a good life. But why did Jesus have to die? The answer is because we've all fallen short. We've all fallen short. I read out those scriptures before him. Jesus came. For God demonstrates his own love for us. Why we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Today, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I don't know why I made it so official. If I was to ask you, why did Jesus have to die? What would your answer be? I know my answer. What's your answer? He had to die because sin separates us from God. And it was by His blood shed on the cross that He destroyed the power of sin. And by faith this morning, if you believe in your heart and confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then He's faithful and just to forgive us of all of, un all of our unrighteousness. I personally love this. I personally love the fact that Jesus died for my past, my present, and my future sin. And He died for yours as well. The answer to the question this morning is because He loves me. I pray that that's your answer as well. He loves you. But my next question to you this morning is, well, would you make him your savior? Would you declare by faith that you need Jesus? The Bible says that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through the cross, through Friday, 
And we get to celebrate on Sunday the resurrection of life in Jesus Christ for you and for me. I want to say, do you know Jesus? Do you, do you love Him? Have you declared Him as your Lord and Savior? And have you built that bridge back to knowing God and having that personal relationship? Maybe if we could all just bow our heads and close our eyes right across this room. It's Resurrection Sunday. He loves you. I believe there's many, many, many amazing good people in this world. But when it comes down to it, sin separates us from God. And unless we've declared Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, then we don't live with eternal love and will in fact we'll live with eternal separation. The thing that's not a scare thing, but what it is more about, you get to live with eternal love. You get to live with eternal forgiveness. You get to live knowing God and grace, God's grace over your life. So why did Jesus have to die? He had to die because we've all sinned. But Jesus came so that we could have life and life in its fullness. And the Bible says that if we declare Jesus as our Lord and Savior, He is faithful and just to forgive us of all unrighteousness. He didn't come into the world to judge the world. He came into the world to free the world. Thank you for listening to this message recorded live at Equipus Church Dunedin. We pray that it blessed you. For more information, please check out equipuschurch.com.